Hello and welcome to 2017 and our first Go Play That podcast of the year. It is Wednesday the 4th of January. My name is Rob Cook. I'm joined by Bob Marate. Hello, hello. Happy New Year. And Tom Wolford. Happy New Year to you all as well. <laughs> and we're feeling bright and refreshed, aren't we gentlemen? Ready for yeah. <laughs> ready <laughs> to come up with some uh, fun ideas for the site over the, over the next 12 months. Uh, before we even got into the year, we were already looking ahead at what we might do and uh, thinking the game of the year stuff that we were doing got us thinking about the year in general and wanting to like do a marathon again. And, and now we're currently planning for four in February, 2017, uh, <laughs> which is going to um, be a good one. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be interesting. I'm actually going to just go straight into that. Uh, like it's become a tradition already because we did it. Uh, it's become a what? A tradition <laughs> to speak English. Um, yeah. In 2015, uh, Bob came to us with uh, this concept, which came from Joystick. Joystick, originally. yeah. Yeah, which is that we all have a load of games in our backlog, a load of games that we've, be- we've bought over the years and just didn't get around to finishing. Some cases didn't even get started with. Uh, and so the the aim is to finish four games in the shortest month of the year to clear out some of that backlog. And so far, over the two years, we've all completed all four of our games each time. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year, we're spicing things up with a, with an idea of one of the four games for each of us not being within our control whatsoever. Because usually, <laughs> usually we create like a list of 10 games, uh, we pick one for ourselves, and then the rest of the group picks the other three. And for this year you get to control three of those games that gets picked. Like you pick one for yourself, the group picks two. And that last game is completely secret and revealed to you on the spot. So like <laughs> uh, we did a, we did a, uh, a name draw this morning where we've each, we, we've each got someone assigned that we have to come up with, with a game for them. So Tom has to pick a game for me. And this is funny because I have to pick a game for Bob. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then Bob, you're picking for. I'm picking it? for Earl. For uh, Earl. he's not picking for me. That would have completed the, no, the, yeah. awesome completed the circle. Yeah. <laughs> no, we have uh, we we have not had any kind of re- reciprocal choices, you know. So yeah, it's it was, not like someone goes to someone and this someone goes goes back to him. It's just like each one of us got a different person, which is really yeah. cool. Yeah, and that yeah. was all com- that was completely luck because we uh, I put like both sets of names, like the names twice in two different cups and. We drew randomly and uh, there were no dupes or, you know, yeah, exactly like vice versa kind of things. It's on Go and Play on Micro, by the way, if you want to yeah. like listen to the process. It's not like super long, but yeah. <laughs> on our uh, other other podcast channel, Go Play That Micro over on SoundCloud, iTunes, on the site. Um, yeah, that's fun because now we've got our own kind of alternate reality game where we're deciding, uh, <laughs> we're deciding games for each other but also being aware of what we might pick for ourselves. Like I, I'm trying to find something for Bob that maybe it's something that he'll hate and have a difficult time with. And that'll be funny. Maybe or, I'm, I'm calling a horror game right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other, the other temptation, which is probably stronger is to find something that you didn't know about, but we, I think you'd like it's, okay. it's going to be tough, but it, but we've got a full month to to think about it. And uh, yeah, We've got I'm going the opposite way at the moment. I'm trying right. to think of like a game that I just really, really want to play to pick for myself because I know the mm. horror that's coming in in the fourth <laughs> Give yourself, game. Pick. Yeah, a safety blanket. Because we we were talking previously, like probably the best the best uh, let's play streams of the last year have both come from you, Tom, with um, sticks, <laughs> uh, sticks from 4AF and then Fahrenheit later on in the year. Yeah, um, that was they were both funny. Not because you were having the best of times, like quite. <laughs> no, the I'm, I'm. Yeah, much more engaging on stream when I'm actually angry. Like <laughs> I've, I have found, I have found myself like trying to stream some games and then mm. thinking I, I quite like this game, so I'm going to switch the camera off and just mm. enjoy it. 
Yeah. Uh, I find it very difficult to talk about and get into games on stream that I actually enjoy. Yeah. You know, which is weird because I'm usually quite positive about games and the whole idea behind Go Play That is to be positive and <laughs> sort of uh, really sort of show off the games that we love. Well, it's not but really on- that, but but you actually made it to, to, I mean, the thing with these games is that even though you it's not your favorite, you didn't even like them, you made a, a positive experience out of it, you know? So that's well, yeah, people. Yeah. yeah, if people like laughing at me rage, then that's fine, you know. <laughs> and you, you had fun raging too. Do not deny it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. So we think I was like, I'm currently wondering what you're going to pick for yourself. And as I said, like that may influence what we then pick for you and what we pick for sure. each person as we go around. Yeah. Uh, and that's a fun little side effect of of planning for for february and then we'll be into it and like i'm also thinking about picking games that are streamable like something that's not too boring to watch but then not too i don't know not too difficult as well or not yeah just not too intense um it really it really puts you on the spot for for choosing stuff you know because obviously i mean you know i'm sure it's gone on in all the chats but the obvious (laughs) troll attack is just as soon as we mentioned this as soon as we started setting it up it's just like what games do these people hate let's make them play it yeah yeah <laughs> and like, that was like the first 15 minutes of the discussion was like ah let's just murder them with this kind of yeah. awful game yeah it's like okay tom something awful hush uh <laughs> hush dark souls hush dark souls dark souls yeah <laughs> bobo uh, stew a horror game yeah exactly yeah. that's the tradi- like the standard thing of knee-jerk reaction to this uh yeah. we'll see how it pans out and i i imagine over like we've got four weeks to decide and it's going to flip-flop hard back and forth i i can imagine like sure. settling on something and then seeing the short list that we we've got uh shared with the group like changing that i'm looking yeah. forward to it um and then yeah we're thinking about like doing some more regular streams doing some multiplayer sessions uh getting getting some more uh variety in the in the podcast nothing against this this trio that we've got here but um we could probably we could probably uh mix it up with we some of the people better. Some, yeah 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 also it's such a um a difficult thing for the three of us to have something new to talk about every week and yes usually what we what we want to tr- talk about is like something we've been playing and sometimes it doesn't all fit within one week like there was a period where you'd both been playing Final Fantasy for a month and there's not much we could do about that. <laughs> yeah, Basically, yeah. <laughs> um, At least it was worth it. At least it came like oh, totally. top of the list on both of our Game of the Year lists, you mm. know? Mm. So, Oh, yeah. Well, let's, t- let's talk about that. So, um, yeah, our Game of the Year stuff finished. It was successful. We managed to create lists for ourselves. Those podcasts went up uh, where we have, where we talk about our year in gaming, yeah. uh, having a podcast each. And then we had seven guests uh, create Game of the Year lists, like their personal I'm, Game I'm of the really, Year I'm really, really happy about that. Really yeah, happy that, was that really we cool. got some guests. That was really awesome. And um, it was fun to see, like, receiving them and then editing them and getting up on the site. It was fun to see the variety and sort of uh, actually come up with some ideas of things that now I want to play that I didn't really know about or didn't know were good and didn't didn't expect to be thinking about playing. What it kind of what it kind of showed me a little bit as well, and I, I don't know if this is a side effect of us working together for so long hmm. uh, yeah. on the site, um, or if it was because we were friends before we had the site, and you know we've yeah. influenced each other. But we do have quite a similar. I mean, there a are Venn diagram, yeah, yeah, but there are there are more in common than there are outliers yeah. between our group. So, like for example, um, I think it was Danny. Danny Player One that came in, he did his game of the year, and there were two racing games on there. Mm. Yeah, and it was like, who the hell else in our group put, put a racing game yeah. on their game of the year? You've done it occasionally, I think, maybe mm. with you know, um, but you're you're about the biggest racer out of all of us. But but it was quite interesting to see, like, and then Plant mm. came in, and Plant had like you know, like farming simulators and factory yeah. simulators and all of this stuff. <laughs> well, he's which German, we so he is German, so it's kind of a you know. they're really really popular in Germany for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> but no, a really solid list from Plant as well. Yeah, but, it was uh, it was just cool. It was a it was a nice uh, breath of fresh air, and uh, n- now we're thinking of how we can capture that more regularly. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, we yeah. we have to capture more people. 
Yes, yes, we need bigger nets. Capturing people, yes. <laughs> if you're interested, send us a mail, you know. At go, yeah, go play that. that. Yeah, sure thing. Uh, podcast at goplaythat.com and uh, let us know if you're up for a hot collab <laughs> and we'll talk. <laughs> um, cool, so with the Game of the Year stuff that we were doing and just family stuff over over the christmas and new year's break i'm doubting that we got to play many games amongst the group like maybe i had a better time than you guys like what have you managed to get up to um i haven't played any video games for <laughs> i think 16 days now wow how are you even alive yeah, I know it's uh, because New Year's Eve I did play Guitar Hero, so uh, kind of just just kept me, you know, it got <laughs> me back. And the one thing about Guitar Hero is I noticed that it's we talked about it, Rob, when it was released, mm. uh, and you said about you know how it how it's like the the TV mode, the new Guitar Hero TV. Um, what I did really notice is that game is just crying out for just having the songs unlocked mm. and just playing, you know. Oh, right, the the sort of thing of having to spend credits to play stuff. Exactly, because I was not, you know, I wasn't feeling great on New Year's Eve either, and I was just sat there trying to play, and it was just like, luckily I had like 27 coins right. that, I, that I'd got from playing the game, but I hadn't played the game for about eight months or whatever. <laughs> um, and I was just sat there, and I'm like, I, I got down to like four coins before I stopped, and I'm like, so now I have to go back and play it a bunch more times in case I want to show the game to somebody yeah. or... Yeah, and you then it, like coming, you come to a point where uh, you'd want to, like maybe you're going to have a party next week or something like that, and you've got four credits. Like, what are you going to do about it? Like, exactly. Can you, can, um, can you buy because you, you can buy credit packs in that? I can't remember. You can un- you can unlock it. I think for, I think it's like nine ninety nine, and you can unlock the entire playlist for like twenty four hours or something like that. Right. Nine ninety nine. Okay. Yeah. So, yes, but it's crying that, out. Yeah. You know, because I've been talking to somebody as well who's a big fan of the old Guitar Hero. Like, they still have a PlayStation 2 set up in their house for the old Guitar Heroes. And they were talking about it. Like, yeah, I got the new one, but come on, what's the point? (laughs) Why can't I just play the songs I want to play with my mates? Yeah, we Mm. we talked about this back when it came out. It's like a mixed... I had a mixed reaction because, although it is restrictive, I far prefer it to the rock band model where you don't have the option to just give them money for to rent the whole library for a set period of time like that is sorely lacking in that game but Mm. then you also just can play whatever you've got access to as many times as you want yeah it's tough Mm -hmm. like i think i'd i'd want to have the option in rock band more than i'd want it to uh be more available in guitar hero but yeah I, I just feel that the kind of places where maybe you're going to play Guitar Hero, like at Christmas with your family, um, you know, with a bunch of friends that come around unexpectedly or whatever, and you're like, oh, let's crack out Guitar Hero. Yeah. Especially because it's a new guitar. It's new modes. Uh, you know, like, again, I, I had to load it up on a fresh PlayStation because I, okay. I didn't have access to my own PlayStation. And it's like, okay, get my profile on the PlayStation, put the game in, update the game, sign in. <laughs> Then find out because it's a new profile. Uh, oh no, sorry, because I started it before loading in my my profile. Mm-hmm. Um, you have three unskippable songs that you have to play. Right. Yeah. <laughs> in regular mode at the beginning. Mm. So this new guitar where you've got the top and bottom buttons, which nobody's ever seen before, you know, and then suddenly you're like, oh, you've still got to play through three kind of mediocre tracks to even get into the game, and then once you're in the game then you have to generate in-game currency to be able to play the songs that you actually want to play. So as a party game, unless you have the foresight of setting that game up, it kind of fails completely. Yeah, like part, part of part of um, planning for a party, like the game shouldn't factor in. It should just be, what are we going to play? And that's it. Like I, I want to play Overcooked right now or t- uh, uh, Towerfall or anything yeah. like that. I just load it up and it's there. Like maybe yeah. there's some... Further content that I can't play just yet, absolutely fair. But at least a baseline of stuff, it should be instant. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's tough. Like I think that game was focusing in other areas and like pretty good in in new places. But the yeah. core sort of what Guitar Hero always was was a multiplayer thing plus a high score thing. 
and that combination of those two uh yeah it's it's a weird it's a weird it's game not, in that sense i still like it i did i did really enjoy again the feel of playing more like a real guitar like making chords uh you know yeah also, not having to use my pinky finger too much because <laughs> there's no fourth or fifth button on there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just a weird experience looking at it from the point of view of th- is this a party game or is this a single player vanity? I'm playing MTV mm-hmm. against people online. Um, it was a bit of an odd one. Mm-hmm. Um, but apart from that, the game that I have been playing, uh, which is, I don't know if it counts. Mm. You d- you decide if it counts. It's uh, Beasts of Balance. What is it? I don't know if you uh, have you heard is, about this. No, is it like a balancing game? It <laughs> is physically balanced. Like you physically yeah, yeah. are balancing. All right. So this is sort of Jenga meets Pokemon. I can't connect those two in my head just yet. What's right. the, what's is, the it, third? is it a video so game? Or the big kicker right? is, no, no, the big kicker is, and uh, I, I bought it for my niece okay. for okay. Christmas. On uh, which platform? It's on iOS or tablet. Uh, you okay. can get it on Android, iOS, but the actual game itself is physical. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. So you buy the box, you buy the big box and you take it home and you unwrap it and then you download the app for free on mm-hmm. your tablet. So it is, uh, it's Bluetooth to cross. Okay. okay. So what happens is in the main pack you get six wonderful sort of um, stylized animals. You get a warthog, a toucan, um, a shark, an eagle, a bear, and <laughs> there's another one that I've forgotten. Uh, I'll come back to that. It's fine. But you get these six like, and they're like wonderfully sort of chunky, like not Lego but like carved models, almost mm-hmm. like um, sort of Mayan or something like that. They've got okay. this sort. Of- folk art stylings to them Mm. Um, and they all have sort of different angles on them so the bear can sit on his bum or on all four legs or even on his face Um, (laughs) the shark you can kind of put inside the eagle's wings which are curved this kind of thing so you get like a a bluetooth plinth which scans the animals that you're about to put on okay and the essential idea is that you have to balance those animals you stack them as best you can Mm. Okay. Okay. Meanwhile, your plinth is Bluetooth to your iOS, which has like a a scenery with a volcano on it. The idea is if you Jenga-like or Buckaroo-like spill your animals off the the tower, you have limited amount of time to kind of rebuild it before the volcano explodes and it's game over. Ah, Okay, and and then the the tablet knows because it's Bluetooth uh, sort of sensing where things are based on the plinth kind of thing? Yeah, because it it knows that all those animals, because those animals are scanned onto the plinth, which Bluetooths them into the tablet. It's all Mm -hmm. like magic, basically. (laughs) But let's say you take off the shark, the the tablet will know you've taken off the shark and the volcano will start, you know, going up to erupt. So then on top of all of that, so you have the stacking game, that's your main element. But then you have different sort of modifiers also in the board game box. So you have these flat X's, which are like a flat plastic X. And everything's got this wonderful tactile feel to it. It doesn't Mm. feel like cheap or like smooth plastic. It's got a little bit of grip to it. Uh, But you get like an X, which will allow you to cross two animals. All right. So that's where the sort of the Pokemon S type stuff come in. So you scan your cross, you balance it on the plinth. And there's like a little firefly in the tablet that acts as a cursor telling you which animal is currently selected. And that mm-hmm. it kind of flies around and does its own thing. Mm. But when you put this modifier on the thing, it will cross two animals over and create a third new animal. Wow, okay. So if you get like a, a bear and the toucan and you cross them, you get a bear, you see, with an A-I-R. <laughs> Or a barrigal, which is a bear crossed with an eagle. Or a sharktopus, you know, like <laughs> things like this. Uh, depend- oh, that's squid. That was the, it's go, an octopus, yeah. the, the last animal. <laughs> is, uh, so you can cross like a toucan and an octopus and you'll get like a flying octopus type thing. All right. And then you have like a bestiary inside the tablet where you can unlock all these new creatures. Hmm. That's cool. Okay. So, yeah. you know, um, and then you obviously you generate score because each, but then each animal has life. And if you have more powerful animals, the less powerful animals get jealous and they start losing life every turn. 
Okay. So you have to, on, on the balancing as well, you have elements. So you've got land, air, and sea elements mm-hmm. that you can scan in, and they replenish the life of the animals that are on that element. Okay. Um, you also have fire, which you can scan in, which will heal any animal that is currently selected kind of thing. Sounds incredibly complex. And no, it's super simple. Like my, my seven-year-old niece was just like, right, let's do it. <laughs> um, you get like a migrate function as well, which is similar to the cross. But the animal that currently selected will be transformed into a new animal and taken to a different element. So if you play it on the shark, it might become like a bear shark, but uh-huh. on land. <laughs> Or it might go into the sky and make something else. And it generates a new animal for your bestiary. You get more points. And then you get extra stuff, which is uh, miracles. And these miracles modify the game further because they can help you, but they actually make it more difficult to play. Mm-hmm. So, like, one of them will stop your animals losing health, but you have to do stuff on the tablet at the same time that you are, like, balancing stuff. So, it'll be like, scan this, and then it will, like, touch the full moons on the tablet. <laughs> so, uh. like, with one hand you're trying to balance, and the other hand you're playing with the tablet. So, it's, like desi- it's mainly, like, designers of one person thing each to each turn or can like, yeah, I guess it's, you were it's like one person yeah it's like Jenga you it's basically that central tenet to Jenga which one person makes a move oh it's your turn and then you you fail if you topple the thing yeah okay exactly or if you're like I played it so much by myself <laughs> yeah. just sitting there just going high score like okay what can I combine how do I keep my animals <laughs> alive and I, I I threw a tweet out to the to the Beast of Balance account and like screw the kids I'm going for the high score <laughs> And they were like, well, the high score is currently 866 points. And my high score at that point was like 74 points. <laughs> so I gave There's up on the high someone. score. Yeah, I know. I gave up on the high score challenge on that. But it is. So like, there is, a, is there a leaderboard in the game? You can see. Uh, n- I didn't look for it. Okay. It gives you your high score. I, I sure. don't know if they were, they were quoting from data. That Or they if have. they just, somebody had told Maybe them on Twitter tweeted, or something. Yeah. yeah. Screenshot, yeah. Yeah, so um, it's, I mean, it's just this wonderfully, like, everything is made so well. Mm-hmm. So it's this wonderfully tactile game that you, you know, you have this virtual part and you have the, but this real physical stuff. And I really enjoyed watching my niece actually play with something physical. Because she's, you know, she's got to that age now where she's into mobile games. Hmm. And she's playing all these little kind of crappy sort of throwaway free freemium games yeah and uh it was really nice for her to sit down and like oh i'm gonna put the bear with the shark i'm gonna make a bear shark or a a share you know (laughs) and things like this it was really cool but uh it's not cheap it's the only thing i can tell i mean if if each one of these animals has a bluetooth thingy as well and yeah yeah i can imagine it's not gonna be cheap the 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 original box set is 70 Hmm. 70 pounds um And then I bought, or my mum bought for her because she was enjoying it so much. There are a couple of extra, like, mythical creatures you can buy. DLC. Which is, uh, yeah, Omni, uh, Omni Beast was purchased for another £15, which is uh, a basically an amalgam of the other six beasts that are in the box. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And it's got a little crown on the head, so, you know, it's cool. But yeah, that's awesome. Like, if, I really recommend hmm. if you're into board games, if you're into, you know, especially like sharing or you've got kids that want something a little bit different or if you just want to sit around and stack animals by yourself, I'm not going to judge. <laughs> <laughs> I look it up. I didn't, I didn't even know this existed. No, me neither. Cool stuff. Huh. I yeah, think it awesome. counts though. I mean, if you have to play with a tablet yeah, and stuff. Yeah, back to the original question. Like, I, I, think, think, yeah, I think it counts. Fine. I mean, I would, I, would, I would qualify it as an augmented reality game even somehow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's getting on into those lines, basically. Yeah, I think it counts. No problem with yeah. that. But that okay. was me. That was me for, for the entirety of Christmas and the New Year. <laughs> cool. Um, Bob, did you say you did any VR stuff over the break? or I did, I yes. Remember. I've been having, um, over the, the holiday break, I've mm. been visiting a place where some friends of mine have settled up some sort of VR space. So they have, okay. they have oh, like nice. a... Yeah, they have like um, rented a, a place and they have like three uh, Vive rooms, so to speak, with the room scale and everything. And it's called the Holo Cafe. So you can, okay. you can Google it up, Holo Cafe. And um, the thing about this place is that uh, for, for players who go alone, they have like the whole single player experience and such. But what they do and what they take pride on is that they make their own games for VR 
and they do local multiplayer games for VR. Oh, know? nice. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they have like this... Um, each space has uh, room for four players, all right? And each one of the players have, is wearing like the full vibe with the headset and the controllers and such. Mm. And um, when all the players have agreed to pick a game, they just like select it and, and start. They have... Um, like uh, I think it's four or five games. I can't remember exactly how many, but there's there's a few of them that for you to choose. Yeah. Uh, we played one that is pretty much like a tower defense games, except you we we were the towers. So you would see like enemies that were coming to you, and you had on one hand uh, on each hand you had a weapon that you could like switch between modes and such by mm-hmm. flicking the the wheel that the Vive controller has. Yeah. And um, maybe you could like like fling the controller back and then forward to throw a fireball in a parable trajectory, or you would have like a bow or something like that. Mm. The other the other game that we tried um, was called Chaos Commander, okay. and um, it basically was that the four of us were on a ship, on, on a spaceship. And um, we had to communicate each other because you have a screen in front of you that is giving you orders and you have several buttons and, and levers in front of you, each one saying like, I don't know, uh, hyperdrive on off or um, you have a flask of wonderflonium or you would have like a, a I don't know, a air conditioning wheel that you would have to crank up from zero to four or something. And each one of the players would have instructions in front of you, like um, re- uh, turn on um, relativity theory and whatever. And because the, the button is not in front of you, it's in, in front of some other player, you mm. would have to like yell it loud, like turn on uh, hyper hyperdrive something or that's take space the wonder floating right? and recycle. What? Sorry? It's, it's space team. Kind of like Space Team. I haven't played Space Team to be honest, but it, oh, okay. wow. it sounds it's like, like it's it. exactly it's exactly Space right. Team. So it's, it. <laughs> it's Space Team in VR, then. All right? right. So you would have your stuff, and you would have to like grab the stuff. But the problem is that because um, because we are all in in the virtual reality and we have the headset on, it was really hard to listen to each other. And even so, we did frankly well. So we managed <laughs> to we managed to to complete. I think it was like seven rounds or something. Mm-hmm. And we reached a place that we were actually progressing very well, but we would not um, we would not do it well enough in order to clear the stage. But we would we also could not fail the stage because we were doing rather well. So we could have continued for hours and hours. And they were like, "Yeah, okay, let's let's just give up for now. <laughs> Maybe we can we can try something else." Um, it does it does basically sound like VR Space Team, which could right. be very fun. It is but very then, fun. I can tell yeah. you that already. Um, well, space, space team comes from like the the command bridge in Star Trek, and everyone's shouting orders at each other, kind of. Which also is its own VR game, like Star yeah. Trek Bridge Commander. Like, I guess this is more of an abstract version of yeah. that. Like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of more like ridic- that. Ridiculous, right? Star it's Trek. more ridiculous, funny, and, <laughs> and chaotic because the four of us are yelling at the same time the instructions <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the name is Chaos Commander for that. So okay. yeah, we don't we don't have any videos of the eight person space team thing we had, Rob. No, the, no, we uh, weren't so the competition. Yeah, we mm. weren't so up on videos and stuff. But um, that is uh, up on the site. Like one of our gaming at Rob's that we did was a space teams tournament. Nice it was, tournament, it was decent. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we did. We had team. We made teams and we had rounds, and you had to like the teams that got the furthest through through the stages of the game one and yeah we got medals and everything because it was like a it was a real event that uh was helping to promote the kickstarter for space team Mm. yeah i see Uh, yeah so we actually applied and we got like uh you know the dude sent us like a bunch of medals and and sort of paraphernalia and that kind of thing and we had like a whole gaming at rob's which was just space team nice Mm. sounds like a lot of fun so yeah Yeah, i mean it's good I I know these guys are going to be with the Holo Cafe reading up until um, for a few months because they're currently like testing the water, see if people like it and such. And if they do, maybe they just move to a bigger location. But mm-hmm. but oh, okay, um, cool. if you're around Dusseldorf and want to try it out, just come over. <laughs> and uh, it's on the on the Dusseldorf Bilk Arkaden. Just in case there's anyone from Dusseldorf we'll, we'll, listening, yeah, we'll put details in the description if you yeah. if you're interested. Certainly. Yeah. And okay. um, what else? Um, also, on Christmas Eve, I went to mm. a friend's house, 
And um, this is the same friend that had the Oculus and that I that I spoke um, some episodes ago. Yeah, my first experience. But the difference is that this time he wanted to show me the the new Oculus controllers, the, the touch, right? The Oculus yeah. Touch, right? And um, he's been hyping it for long. So from for weeks already after he got them, he's like, "Man, you really have to try it. It changes mm. everything. You have mm. to." And he's like, "Fair enough. Let's try it out." And um, the way he has it set up is kind of like the alternative to the Vive Room scale. So it has like several okay. sensors. He has the touch controller, so you can play Oculus games standing. It's like you ideal, ideal yeah. room scale stuff, right? Right. And um, he hooked me up with the sort sort of tutorial area slash first contact, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. And the the way the way you got is that you you see the controllers. You're holding the controllers, all right, and and. On the headset, you can see that your hands are holding the controllers. And it's like, yeah, okay, so I know that the the, the um, joysticks are here, the buttons, the triggers and such. And then after a few seconds, the, the game says, okay, you ready? Poof. And then the controllers disappear and you only see hands. And the moment hmm. you move your hands, you lift a finger or so, it will also lift a finger in VR, which is really cool. It's something that I never... I didn't really and twi- think it twisting your wrist like works perfectly, and yeah, yeah, twisting your wrist like even like minor movement, like moving the finger separately and such. You can see that the the hand in game is also doing that, and uh, I don't know. It was sounds like my ideal face stroking simulator. <laughs> oh yeah, because <laughs> even the is finally, the... yeah, 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 we're finally there, Tom. Finally your, catching your dreams up. Yeah, can be realized. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go. You know, yeah, so many faces yeah. to be stroked. so um it reminds me sorry it just reminds me of the um damn no it's gone um (laughs) not the day-to-day the other one big tree no brass eye yeah no no it reminds me of like the brass eye uh pedophile episode where you're like stroking the screen to stroke the kids like (laughs) why would you bring that up yeah just put a a dark spin on the episode just a short short aside let's continue back to um, your vr experience let's just continue um all right so the the first contact thing after the tutorial it's um it go it puts you in a place with a robot that looks kind of like wally you know and um, he starts handing you diskettes and like really thick diskettes that you have to like place in a in a reader in order for mm. it to load modules and try it out and and the the intuitive thing is to just like stretch your hand out and pick it with your thumb and your and your index finger you know mm. that's really something you you don't really use on other controllers you just hit the triggers or buttons or something but this time it's like yeah. you do the actual movement of holding the thing mm. and the haptic feedback is is good it's, it feels like you're holding something so right. cool stuff. Um, really, m- bunch of clever users in that demo. I would recommend if you get the chance, try it out. I can't really say much that will describe it because I mean, you have like, yeah, you get a gun that you can shoot targets with. You get a a rocket that you have to like pull it, and and if you let go, it will just fly over and such. I don't know. It's well, mundane that's thing stuff. With, that's the thing with VR. Uh, it's difficult to describe it and even in a video it's difficult to show exactly what's going on and how you're experiencing it and unless you yes. go and do it yourself it's it's like similar to i think the thing i can remember is like the 3ds when that first came out it's like how do we mm-hmm. show 3ds and then when the 3d tv came st- stuff came out like sony didn't know how to show 3d and this is just a, another example of that of where showing these games and like preview stuff and reviews and and so on like it, it's not something you can achieve without just trying it yourself. Um, yeah. I actually got to spend some time with the PSVR. Like, um, I borrowed Earl's PSVR over the break. Okay. And yeah, I, I'm enjoying my time with it. Um, I really wish I didn't need glasses to see because mm-hmm. uh, I, I feel like if I was really going to get down to like spending a day with a game, and in VR, I'd probably like put some dailies contact lenses in just to not have that barrier because it really there's just a incredible screen door effect that I'm not sure if I I just still don't know if that's something to do with the glasses or if that's VR. I, uh, I assume it's the glasses, but um, yeah, and then like the the PS moves are just not what 
I need in order to feel like I want to spend much more time with VR. Uh, I think if I wanted, if I was going to really play uh, and if I really had interest, I'd go and get one of the PC ones because trying to play like jumps, job simulator on PSVR is mm-hmm. really horrible. I don't know if either of you have tried that on PSVR, but it's never tried not it. Not on yeah. VR, but I've tried it on the Vive. Stu and, um, and Earl have previously talked about how PSVR is the best one to get right now. And that's probably still the case in terms of like accessibility, but um, the hardware still PSVR feels is, early in first gen. So It's, it's the Wii again. It's, it's going to be great to, you know, crack it out and make people go, ooh, when you see it, you know. Yeah. And it, you, you never really, you know, you still get that initial sense of wonder. Yeah, I think there's more There's more of that. There's more, it's, it's a longer-lasting impression. Yeah. And I never felt much interest for the Wii. And, yeah, you're, you're talking more about, like, the general public, their impression of that. It's a new and unique thing, and there's more of that here. Again, um, putting, you know, putting my dad in Batman with yeah. VR and two moves he was so happy um, <laughs> but yeah like i i can't i couldn't be bothered with a pc drilling holes in my walls and getting the whole room scale thing no it's going quite an investment of of yeah. money and space, space uh, and and it's not it's yeah. just not something that any of us for example can do like i'd have to completely reorganize my room and uh, i'm not ready to do that until it's it's there and it's i don't think yeah. it's there yet like even on pc although and I haven't had first-hand experience with any of the PC ones. Like, Bob, you've you've spent mm. time with that, and have you... Like, I still can't remember if you have spent time with the PSVR previously. Uh, very briefly. On the yeah. Game Lab in June for, like, five right. minutes so, or so. Yeah, yeah. So you don't really... You can't really give us that first-hand impression, like, comparing... Not yet, I'm afraid. Yeah. But, no yeah, I was, just, I was just looking around my room and thinking maybe I could actually arrange some sort of room scale. I have the space... Yeah, but I do not have the money. I mean, it's way right. too expensive in order to do for the whole VR uh, for Vive set or even Oculus. It's like mm. eight hundred euros at least. Plus, I would need a new graphics card. Plus, I would need a new memory for yeah. my PC. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just can't do it. It's too expensive. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Did you play? Any, did you have any other thing to talk about from VR? Yeah, um, I kept going through that, and uh, once I'd done all the uh, introduction things, I played accounting by mm. Cross 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 and Squanch Tendo. And it's and exactly Squanch Tendo. That's the the name of the company that they made oh, with okay. Justin so, Roiland, yeah. the creator mm. of Rick and Morty. Oh, okay. And and uh it's it's pretty much exactly what you would expect when you mix those two guys together. Alright? So you've got William on one side, uh like always talking to you through a phone or something saying uh lots of things that don't really convey much of useful information just to distract you from the game which happens already in dr langeskov happens on stanley parable oh, okay. that's that's just what happens it's got the unreliable narrator thing going on yeah. exactly so that's there that's that hasn't changed mm-hmm and uh, on the other hand, you have Justin Roiland screaming at you <laughs> <laughs> in every possible state. So the the thing about the game is that you're supposed to be joining a company that does accounting, but they don't do regular accounting. They do accounting in VR. So you got to put yourself some VR glasses within VR, and <laughs> that will teleport you to another stage, and then it teleports you to some weird worlds and shit where, <laughs> yeah, you, you got to do like, crazy stuff in order to solve the the puzzles for the stages. But while you do that, you've got someone screaming at you and you have a telephone with someone giving you the actual instructions, you know? So you're trying to listen to the instructions and you have someone else going like, hey, hey, who are you? What are you doing here? Fuck you. Fuck you. This is my tree place. You go away, man. Go away now. Fuck, yeah. fuck you. So just yeah. like that all the time. I've seen some so- of it. Uh, I've seen some <laughs> of it on video and I think it's abrasive and terrible, but I think <laughs> I'm pretty probably sure you guys you are into it. it. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I, I, I am quite a fan of uh, Rick and Morty when it's done well. There are yeah. some misses. I'm not, I'm not going to join the, the absolute bandwagon of people just going, oh, it's amazing. Mm. I uh, like it. I like it, but yeah. I, I like it, but there's there's definitely, I mean, there's a few entire episodes that fall flat. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not just like hit and miss jokes. It's like if they miss, they miss with a big old swing. Hard. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's a big old swing and a miss. Like they have one episode, like I think in the first series, which is entirely ad libbed. 
and mm. you can tell. Yeah, mm. you can you can just tell. It's just them throwing ideas out and animating it, and it's shit. It's awful. <laughs> uh, but on the other hand, when they do it well, it is very very funny. Okay. Mm. So and you know I'm the big William Pugh fanboy mm. in the room here. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would be interested in trying it anyway. But it's on one of those uh, fancy non PlayStation machines. So it's yeah. worth checking at some point in your life. I think it's worth checking. Fun yeah, fact. Yeah. It gave me a nosebleed. Yay! <laughs> I can imagine. Second, second game in Go Play That's history to give a <laughs> member of Go Play That a nosebleed. It joins the pantheon of Jamestown. <laughs> <laughs> I do not know if it's because it was a highly concentrated session of William Pugh, or if it was because my high blood pressure just does that to me sometimes. I don't know, but yeah, <laughs> it just it happened and it was funny. Um. And after that, I tried another thing, but I cannot remember the name. It was not exactly a game. It was more like a video clip in VR. That is, okay, um, yeah. it was actually funny to watch, and I cannot really describe it because I can't say much about it. It was just like like Muppets, actual Muppets, yeah, dancing around and, and with music, and you you clap along to them and such. And it was that's ro- nice. That's Rob's type of game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was Family nice kids. to see. Something that, that my, my mate told me was that this is not exactly a game. It costs like two or three euros maybe in the shop, and okay. yet it doesn't really have a single bad review. So people still pay for it, and people say, this is actually a really cool thing, mm-hmm. and I really like it. So that's a good thing. I mean, I think that's what VR is for. I mean, just deliver like short bits of nice experiences, and that's that's what you need. So you just pay. Unless you've already paid a thousand pounds for your computer and however much you know, for the headset, etc. Yeah, I guess, but it does. It's not <laughs> that's for everyone. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the same kind of mm-hmm. situation where you pay like 600 euro for an iPhone and refuse to pay a euro for an app. It's the same yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> but so, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is it's not a system seller. No, it's not. Y- your 99p app is not going to sell me a 700 pound iPhone. No. <laughs> in, in the same way that your two euro Muppet slapping app is not going <laughs> to. <laughs> Something that if you already have it, it's actually nice to see and nice yeah, to yeah, have, yeah. you know, but if, if, if there was something to sell you, a VR headset it would probably be some games, like huge title games like Ark or Elite Dangerous right. or Eve Valkyrie, you know, all these yeah. things. Those are the big sellers. Yeah. yeah. Or Muppet Slapper 6, it's fine. Or Muppet <laughs> La- yeah, Muppet Slapper thing. <laughs> I don't know. As long uh, as the haptic feedback is good on it and you get like proper, <laughs> proper smacks on it. <laughs> Speaking cool. of All speaking right. of Steam and such, the Steam mm-hmm. sale just ended. Did you buy anything? Yeah. I bought Oxenfree. Nice. Hey. Uh, based on it being on some people's lists and yeah. based on it being 75% off. Yeah. So it's like a fiver. Yeah, it's um, a good game. And it looks like a thing I'd enjoy between uh, who made that game. It's like X Telltale, I think. Mm-hmm. And then having it interest in adventure games like more modern adventure games yeah it's nice i bought i bought nothing nothing i was really, I was really close to buying nothing yeah. i was i was close to buying some things and then realized i don't have a pc so it's like- <laughs> the only thing i bought and it's something that you just reminded me of tom when you talked about guitar hero because yeah. the only thing i bought in the steam sales was a rocksmith dlc Woo. for bohemian rhapsody Yes. Okay. Good. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Bohemian Second, Rhapsody. Setting the bar high there. <laughs> it's a fantastic song. Okay. Yeah. But half of the song, half of the song does not have a guitar track. <laughs> oh yeah, you're just sitting there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you're just sitting there waiting for it, and that's that's the other thing that I've been playing over the holidays. I've been practicing a little bit with uh, Rocksmith and the guitar and such. I decided yeah, okay. to go rhythmic instead of lead guitar. Yeah. Which is costing me because my hands are cramped up. Hmm. But That's I'm enjoying it and I think I should I should get back to getting the habit into it. Yeah. Pays off. There That's what hit. I played. Yeah. Anyway. Robert. What's that, Tom? No, I was just going to say, for those who are listening carefully, there's a hidden masturbation joke under what Bob was just saying. <laughs> I'll, make, I'll make sure to include it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> I unfortunately I am gonna have to run. Okay. Uh, I can leave you two to keep talking. Yeah. Yeah. Want. Yeah. I think we'll just uh, we'll close out with uh, what I've been playing. Okay. So- um. Yeah. Unfortunately, time is short this evening, so I'm gonna drop out. 
It won't right, kill no, your call, so... No, no, it'll be fine. Yep. All right. See you later. Bye. 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 All right. Cool. So um, when I got back from the beach, uh, I spent I spent the uh, I spent the Christmas break over in Alicante, where it was like ten to fifteen degrees uh, higher <laughs> than shit. in Madrid. It was like minus uh, three here. <laughs> it was t-shirt weather in the sun. Jesus. Uh, so sorry, sorry about that. Lucky you. So I got back, uh, had one day before I had to go back to work and I spent it wisely by spending my whole day playing The Last Guardian. Nice. Um, and being like four chapters away from finishing it. Really? In a day? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, wow. not to say, not to say it's like a short game. I think we spent, I was, Lorena and myself just sat down just to play it. Uh, weren't sure, weren't sure how much we were going to play it for. And, uh, I think it was like eight to nine hours later like in the evening and uh she looked up like how much more we had left to go and it was enough that we saved it for another day uh, okay which i think i'm gonna play tomorrow um so you talked about wanting to play this game before uh the break i actually got it gifted to me uh for christmas yeah uh alongside final fantasy actually so i'll be getting into that after but um yeah like i guess i'll talk about how I feel about that, which is yeah. conflicted. Um, conflicted? Yeah, so we enjoyed playing it. Um, I mean, if you played it for eight hours straight, yeah, you it was, clearly enjoyed it. We, we were pretty damn captivated and, and you know, were dragged through it and thoroughly enjoyed it for, for the most part. Um, for those that don't know, The Last Guardian is made by the guys that made Ico and... Uh, Shadow of the Colossus and if you know those two games mix them together and what you get is The Last Guardian like the uh, leading someone around and environmental puzzles of Ico with the climbing on beasts of Shadow of the Colossus I see I wonder <laughs> if that's the case I wonder what 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 actually made them take so long in, to develop Yeah I I don't know I seriously don't know um and I don't know if that story is like available. I don't know if that like development history is, is something that they, that was ever shared or ever made publicly. I don't uh, think you know, it was. Available. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, the game has its problems and you can tell that it's spent a long time in the oven. Uh, hmm. And the main problems are the frame rate, which chugs all the time there are scant few moments in the game where it's running at a smooth, enjoyable rate. Um, when you're moving into new areas and it's loading stuff in, it goes down to what feels like 10 to 12 frames a second Ouch. for an extended period of time. Um, and then I feel like I'm not a frame counter. I don't know exactly what it's spitting out, but it felt like sub 20 for about 80% of the time. I mean, you're uh, not really a kind of person that complains too much about frame rates. And if you notice no, no, it, no. then it must have been really bad. It's so. really bad. It is really bad. It is like, um, did you play Dark Souls 1? Yeah. Or, yeah, or at the very least know that there's like areas in that game where yes. it it tanks, like the frame Blight, rate Blight Town, tanks. yes. <laughs> Blight Town, that's the one, yeah. It, it feels like that and a lot more frequently. Mm. Um and that doesn't make too much sense to me because it does feel like a PS3 game. Well, it was a PS3 using, game for many years. Yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. Um, but it feels, it still feels like an old game, um, which has its charm. Like it feels like something from a bygone era that's been unveiled and in a nice way, not in a horrible way like Duke Nukem Forever, um, where that sort of was spat out and wasn't too good. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, there are some very nice touches visually and the environments are huge and you can see quite far and um, you can tell that that is the cause of of the frame rate and the performance to be so low, but it's still not really excusable. Do you think that perhaps they did that intending it to be for PlayStation 4 Pro? And that's, yeah, I've actually heard that because I'm running on a regular SKU and I'm going to let uh, Stu borrow this after me and he's got a pro and I definitely feel like they've 
allowed this game to be released because it is running okay on the pro from what I've heard. Hmm. I see. Like, I wonder if I wonder if that release timing <clears throat> is connected. I, I think maybe it is. Maybe it is. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm enjoying the game. It's fun adventure going through it. Like cool environmental puzzles. Like no hard, no real, no spoken word. Uh, except for like it's told from the perspective of your character who is clearly older from the tone and the sort of feel of his voice speaking in like a weird non-language like a made-up language yeah similar to the previous games um and it plays on your knowledge of how those games worked like ico and shadow of the colossus because it if yeah as i said this feels like the same thing and instead of um you having to lead lula no luma i can't remember her name uh, Yorda, it was called. Yorda, I'm Yorda. thinking of something else. Um, yeah, you are being, you're leading him around and then he's leading you around a little bit. Uh, this is um, Trico, is the character, Trico, yeah. like the other character. It's like just a, a mix of a cat, a dog, a bird, and a horse. <laughs> um, and then when it comes to combat, instead of you, uh, you know, defending. Trico, like you did Yorda, he destroys stuff. So you I run, see. you run back to him whenever you see enemies, and he on their on upon sight will wreck them. Mm, I see. Um, and then you have to like calm him down by like stroking him, and then you have to feed him, otherwise he won't move on to the next location. And herein lies the second big problem with the game: is the AI of Trico. I Ugh. cannot deal with it. Um, <laughs> I've heard some a lot of complaints yeah. about the AI and the controls for some reason. And the controls is the other thing. It's just it's finicky, but I I can get on with that. Like every game has different controls. Yeah, I'm failing uh to move around the way I'd want to. Actually more than more than the controls of like the the movement itself, it's the camera. The camera is mm. atrocious. But a lot of games have terrible cameras. Um but the main problem is the AI. A um, Trico will not do what you think he's going to do. And <laughs> some people have put that down to, oh, isn't that cool? He's like a real animal and you have to train him and you have to be patient with him. Like, no. How about, <laughs> it's not, how about no? It's a video so, game. No, do not waste my yeah, time on this. Or you can have a sense of that, but still... Um, there are there are sense there are there are too many uh, instances where he will just straight up not do something which is clear and obvious. Like uh, one of the later areas that we were in, it's like a water area, and uh, had to. There were two things that needed to be done in the room before we could leave the room, and I did those two things. Got back to him. He swims around like I'm on his back, and he's swimming around like an idiot. You have to like. You have to tell him where to go. Like you hold down R1 and then press a direction on the stick. And that, instead of you moving, will be go this way. Do something in that direction. And and then you have you can like use the jump button whilst holding R1. And that will be like go and jump. And then if it's a context in which it makes sense for him to jump up onto something, he will go and do it. But it is slow and painful. And a lot of the times you know exactly what you need to do and it will just not execute. Like I knew exactly that now we've finished this room and the uh, tunnel underneath the water is open. Just let's go swim down there. I need to get on your back and then we'll, and then you're going to swim underneath uh, through the, through the cave. And he just didn't do it for five minutes. Oh, he would. Okay. And it just took, it takes ages because it, he has like this majestic animation where he's like, walking around and yeah the animation's fantastic but that coupled with the ai means that everything takes three to four times longer than it should do all Um, in all i think i want to play it yes i i I think all told i recommend playing it um it's just not in the state i wish it was and Mm -hmm. i appreciate the idea that this is a living, breathing AI in Trico, but it's not 
uh, it's it feels broken more than it feels like endearing. Yeah. Okay. Um. But yeah, I I think we're gonna f- yeah we're gonna finish that off and then the, like I don't expect to be super surprised by what's left in that game. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> and then I'm gonna be getting into Final Fantasy 15. I think pretty soon. Which is um, probably gonna be another month without topics. <laughs> yeah. So I'm wondering what I do about that because then February comes <laughs> and then I'll have to put put it on hold. Like, should I give myself space? Like, I mean, uh, if you started, let's say this week before yeah. the end of the week. You have enough time to play through it and uh, at least finish the story before mm. February starts, I think. Yeah. And you will still want to go back to it because I sure. still do. I mean, I finished the, the main story and I still well, go we'll, back. We'll see. Like, yeah. may, maybe I will. Odds are so, I, I, yeah. I, there's potential for that to happen. I, I may not actually gel with it, but we'll see. Yeah, we will see. Um, How do you think? I think, yeah, I think I'll probably get into it then. Mm. And then the other thing I spent a short amount of time with was uh, Fury, which is uh, a PS Plus game, which was released ah, that one. in 2016. Yeah. Uh, F-U-R-I. I. Did you play any of it? I played, yeah. I played it for a bit. I think I managed to beat like three or four bosses. I can't oh, remember okay. how many. Yeah. But um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it very much. Mm. But at some point I became too frustrated and I have, I had the souls effect, you know, I know, you know that I have the souls effect that I get too frustrated. And I have to leave it for months and then yep. come back someday. Mm-hmm. I'm currently on that phase with Fury. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's an interesting one. So the game is that it's just a boss rush kind of thing. Like pretty much. Yes. You are, you are controlling. It's like a character action game. Devil May Cry. Yeah. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, there's like two stages of, the combat like when you're further away from the character you're running around and like shooting bullets at them like bullet hell style stuff but then you can go up and like smack them and then kind of reminds me of what you described from pocken tournament where there's like two yeah a little phases bit, yeah. when you get closer and uh when you get into the sort of circumference of their like the the enemy emits like a radius around them yeah and as you get into that zone things sometimes change or depending on like the f- phase of the battle, it will change into like a, just a beat em up style thing. And it's all about countering and dodging. And, uh, it is a tough game. It seems like a tough game. I only got through the tutorial guy who mm-hmm. didn't feel like a tutorial felt like yeah, a pretty, it wasn't. Boss, I mean, like, they tell you it's a tutorial, but it's tough as snails, man. Yeah, it is. It's basically like trial by fire. If you get yeah. through this, maybe keep going and see see how yeah. far you can get whereas if that completely turns you off you're done uh, <laughs> i managed to get through it and then ran out of time uh f- i failed a few times against the the second one um but i think i want to stick with it so nice. we'll see yeah you should goes. you should at least for a few more bosses see what you think but yeah well, well i don't i'm wondering if it's too difficult for me to put it on my 4if probably not i think I you would be it. able i think you would be able to pull it off because right, well, we'll it's see, a, we'll it's a game of happens. patience and and skill, and I think and you like both. learning patterns and learning stuff. Yeah, I'm wondering yeah. if it's an, an interesting one to do. So we'll we'll see where that yeah. uh, ends up. Now that you mentioned Pokémon Tournament, did I tell mm-hmm. you or did I tell on the podcast why that I figured out and I actually managed to understand why the game in Germany only it's called Pokémon Tekken? Oh, I didn't even know that. I think yeah. You- yeah, yeah. In Germany, okay. Pokémon Tournament, it, it's called Pokémon Tekken, and it's the only country mm-hmm. where it's called that. And the reason is apparently Pokken in German means the pox. So okay. <laughs> you would be having the pox tournament. Yeah. Fun tidbit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's int- Yeah. That, that stuff doesn't happen too often, but no. it is funny. It's funny to me, like reading Spanish words in English, because some of them <laughs> that I've got, I've gotten used to because I'm pronouncing them in Spanish and they're just Spanish words to me. And then I, like my, my dad or my brother might read them and go, colon what no, it's like it's colon <laughs> it's a place don't worry no but it says colon and then there's a bread called bimbo bimbo is like a <laughs> yeah yeah language language varies cool uh we'll wrap it up for that one so thanks for listening everybody and uh we'll be back with uh some more games and some more for in february uh curiosities and shenanigans shenanigans uh next week thank you very much see ya
Yeah.